All right, a huge welcome to the kickbacks series of the Black Business Student Association of MIT Sloan. In honor of Black History Month, we're dropping a podcast episode each week of February, showcasing four Black Sloanies across four different chapters of their, their Sloan journey. I'll be your host, Tunji Do, second year MBA student at Sloan, clearly, and VP of Admissions for the Black Business Student Association. Um, today, we're honored to have Josh Reed with us. Josh is from the class of 2020. Um, he's currently the CEO of GRIA and is currently in Denner's uh, rotational program. Um, Josh, if you want to introduce yourself a little bit before we get started. Sure. What's going on, everyone? I'm Josh Reed, BOO. I uh, graduated in 2020, which seems like a lifetime ago. Uh, but before Sloan, I worked in government consulting and ag development uh, with different international development agencies. Uh, and then I moved into the nonprofit space uh, and managed evaluations and randomized studies um, and project finances for different social service agencies. Uh, so after four years in the working world, I decided to go to Sloan, try my hand at entrepreneurship in the food and ag space. Uh, my parents are both from farming families, but I grew up in Boston. I have no background in agriculture, but I have this unexplainable passion for food and ag. So I decided to, to follow that and it brought me to Sloan. Um, so I was drawn by the entrepreneurial culture uh, at the school and some of the amazing people that I met during uh, the admit weekends uh, and parties and social events that were happening in Boston. Uh, I was living in Boston at the time and some of my good friends uh, from undergrad um, and that I knew through through work were currently at Sloan. So I got some exposure to the Sloan culture and the people here before I applied and then got to know the school better um, after I applied and, and got, got in. Uh, so I was really Excited to to start the new chapter uh, at Sloan and try out entrepreneurship, um, and yeah, that's that's kind of the beginning of the the journey. Yeah, that's kind of cool. It's, it's kind of great to hear that same story because I remember you know Admin Weekend kind of hearing you kind of mention out the same thing. So it's, it's great to see that still kind of consistent uh consistent in your life. Um, you know, obviously we spoke about this during Admin Weekend, but one of the big things I think for a lot of Sloanies coming here is like you hear a lot of things about different schools you're going to and, and things like that. So I think we wanted to start off like, you know, what was one of the biggest myth about MIT Sloan that you kind of heard or you knew coming into the school that you expected that maybe didn't turn out to be true, you know, by the time you kind of graduated uh, Sloan? Yeah, I think one of the uh, the challenges that people faced at Sloan was the number of underrepresented minorities who were there. Um, I wouldn't call it a myth. Um, it was certainly a, a reality for um, classes that came before uh, 2020 and while I was at Sloan, but I think, um, what folks didn't recognize was how tight knit the community was at Sloan, um, and how the black community in particular supported one another, um, and created our own, uh, vibe and our own culture yeah. at MIT. Um, so that was one of the things that we focused on, uh, while I was, working with uh, BBSA and the exec team my, my second year and also my first year um, was kind of building that sense of community, continuing to, to strengthen um, that sense of community among underrepresented groups at Sloan and building some programming and tradition around um, the black community experience. Yeah, I think we've definitely seen that from your class. Like each year, you know, numbers kind of increased, you know, a lot of more exciting uh, URM events are on campus. So that's definitely cool. Obviously, those effects today. Um, but what, what are some of the resources that, you know, you utilize during your time at MIT to kind of make the experience worthwhile um, throughout your, your Sloan experience? Yeah, I, I think I 
put them in two different buckets. The first was the entrepreneurship ecosystems, plural. Um, there were so many different entrepreneurial communities at Sloan. The one that I tapped into was the Legatum Center. Yeah, um, I was a Legatum fellow my second year um, at Sloan. And they really had amazing resources that uh, fellows and folks who weren't uh, fellows within the program could tap into. There were you know, travel stipends. Um, they also had a curriculum where they brought in on a weekly basis folks who had gone through the program and also um, other entrepreneurs who were working in uh, in emerging markets. Um, so those resources were invaluable. I drew on the alumni network a lot in launching uh, my own snack company yeah. um, and kind of exploring food and agriculture and different business models uh, that might work. Uh, and then the other bucket of resources was within the URM community. So BBSA um, and other affinity groups at, at Sloan and beyond the Black Grad Students Association as well. Um, they both made a lot of resources available to members, whether it's recruiting or just kind of creating the space to uh, build community with other underrepresented um, students at, at MIT. Yeah. And I've definitely followed your journey from kind of like, you know, thinking about Gria to kind of like, you know, you had a uh, first launch uh, last two weeks ago. Uh, congrats yeah. on that. Kind of want to talk about, you know, do you see that happening without Legatum? And then maybe, you know, what was that process from, you know, your first Legatum class and thinking of this concept to, you know, being out of school two years later and you're selling, you know, online and, and in stores? Like, how was Legatum helpful to kind of help you, you know, get to that point? Yeah, I mean, I, I started my second year with an idea yeah. and a prayer. Like, I really... <laughs> didn't have a concrete uh, business plan or, or strategy um, for launching a food and egg company. Um, I initially was focused on production. Yeah. I wanted to uh, focus on building out an agribusiness in Ghana um, that was vertically integrated, had sort of production close to the region where my family's from, and then export capabilities, and then build out sort of a retail brand here in the U.S. and have all of that tied into uh, one or two uh, entities. Yeah. In talking with a lot of folks who had expertise in the food and ag space, they gave me some valuable wisdom and kind of directed me towards the the retail um, approach um, as opposed to working on sort of building out production capabilities in in uh, Ghana or elsewhere in, in sub-Saharan Africa, because that takes a lot of time and resources and you yeah. need to be there on the ground, as, yep. as you know. Um, so I kind of shifted to focus on brand building. What do consumers want in the U.S.? How can I connect them to farmers and distributors in sub-Saharan Africa and yeah. ensure that um, the folks that we're sourcing from are getting you know good terms on any sourcing agreements and that they're able to support their communities and their families. Yeah. Um, so that kind of progression happened over the course of the year. And a lot of that was due to advice that I got from um, folks at the Legatum Center and also kind of more broadly at, um, at MIT yeah. um, who had experience in, in food and ag. So I saved a lot of time, I think, with the resources and advice that I was able to, to draw on. Yeah. I mean, being a part of that, that center now, I think that's something that MIT could kind of push out a lot more. Um, it's a phenomenal opportunity and a great resource at, at Sloan. So definitely sure. something that uh, I'm very appreciative of today. 
Um, and I think kind of thinking back to that, I think one thing about MIT is there's just a ton of things to do on campus. So like if you're doing something, you miss out on some other cool opportunities as well. So when you look back on your time, is there any kind of resource that you wish that, you know, maybe I spent a little more time doing this, you know, maybe I, I wish I had heard about this program or this resource a little early, kind of leaning on uh, during my during your time here? Yeah, I actually didn't go on uh, many treks. Yeah. I didn't go on uh, large trips back when folks Before were going, <laughs> going on large trips. Uh, I, I like to travel in much smaller groups, but in retrospect, I wish I did do more traveling with, with larger groups. It seems like Folks formed uh, really solid uh, friendships and relationships uh, from from those experiences and yeah. really enjoyed themselves. So I kind of regret not setting aside my preconceived notions about traveling in large groups yeah. and kind of just trying it out. Um, but I did have some amazing uh, travel experiences with uh, with some of my friends in, in smaller groups. Yeah. But I do wish I went on a couple more treks while, while we still could. Yeah, for sure. Where'd yeah. you guys go with, with your small, uh, small group of friends? Uh, I went to Peru. Uh, we had a URM trip to Mexico City, which was amazing. I think we see, we still do that, so that's, that's cool. Oh, yeah. nice, nice. Um, went to Costa Rica. That was kind of a larger trek that the second year is planned. Uh, but it was, you know, not a 200-person trip. Yeah. Um, and I went to Ghana, obviously yeah. back home uh, with a couple friends from from Sloan as well. Yeah, that's cool. So those were the the trips that I took. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I think one thing we get opportunity to kind of talk about too is you know you've been an alumnus two years out of Sloan is you know you know a lot about the community outside of just you know the students you're in school with. Um, during our time here, we hear about Sloan's up in Sloanies. That's something everyone talks about from day one till I, I guess till graduation. Um, how's your relationship with you know some of your classmates classmates that you met during your time here? Maybe other other alumni that you've reached out to, you know, post uh, MIT, like how how that network kind of helped you progress in your life. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a cliche, but one of the most meaningful parts of the NBA experience are the people that you meet. Yeah. Um, and after Sloan, it was you know amazing to see that I could always draw on the expertise of my classmates yeah. when I didn't know how to do something, where I didn't even know how to start. Yeah. Um, there was always someone that I could reach out to um, who could, you know, give me pointers and kind of point me in the right direction, whether it was, you know, focused on ops, working at dinner, yeah. one of the portfolio companies, or whether it was digital marketing or whether it was customer service. Like somebody at Sloan has expertise sure. in all of these different business functions, whatever, you know, issue you're, coming up against as an entrepreneur or mm -hmm. working in, you know, the, the corporate space. Um, so that's, that's been invaluable knowing that I have a community behind me and, you know, any of the people that I met at Sloan would be more than happy to set Which aside time and, yeah. and help me through whatever, uh, whatever questions I have. And then in particular, um, the, the URM community was, yeah. was really strong, um, my two years at Sloan. And we still have, you know, constant back and forth communication and larger group chats. We yeah. have our, our URM chat for um, 2019 and 2020, mm -hmm. which kind of continued um, through to the next next years yeah. as people joined, uh, joined on at Sloan. And that's always a great resource. Sure. Um, people will come there with questions, with life updates. Mm -hmm. uh, 
and it's just kind of fosters a sense of community. And even though we're in different parts of the country and different parts of the world, yeah. I think we still have pretty strong um, relationships within within that group. Um, and then in launching my business over the past you know couple months, then formally going live two weeks ago, yeah, I've drawn on um, Sloney's a lot to both support me with technical aspects of mm-hmm. launching like a DSC brand. And then when we actually went live supporting the brand and giving me feedback on uh, the snacks that, yeah. that we're selling to, to customers. Um, so, I mean, all of these things were made possible by, by Sloney's and uh, their support. Yeah, uh, yeah. for sure. Sure. Um, I think you kind of mentioned, you know, group chats and things like that. I know we're, we're in a few together, but um, specifically the black men's chat, which like MIT alumni, yeah. There's guys in there that I don't know. There's guys in there that I do know. <laughs> yeah. But it's a very, it feels like a safe space. You kind of lean on each other a lot. You know, whatever questions you have, I'm very comfortable to kind of go there. Um, can you talk about, you know, that community, you know, what that means to you and how that's kind of helped you, you know, post loan? I know you have, you know, the larger URM community, but I think specifically, there's a great amount of fellowship that does happen in that chat. So I'm kind of yeah. curious to you personally, how that kind of, you know, helps you progress uh, doing MIT and, and post loan? Yeah, that that group chat uh, represents something really special um, about my experience at Sloan and hats off to the people in in my class and the people, the class before mine who kind of created that tradition and and started um, that fellowship uh, for two semesters, I think, in in, uh, at the end of 2019 and then beginning of 2020 before the pandemic, we had a tradition of gathering as a group, um, black men at Sloan yeah. and typically it was on a Sunday, um, cooking food, just like creating a, a safe space, yeah. um, for, for members of the, the community. And it was a really important part of my experience at Sloan. Um, and I think speaks to, you know, to the point I made earlier that we have this supportive and tight knit yeah. community at, at Sloan that is there for, you no matter like what challenges you're going through um or you know what triumphs you've had yeah. like they'll they'll kind of be there and and support you um and that was made really clear it's more and more people um supported our our sort of regular kickbacks and yeah. um the tradition grew uh so we have you know a chat that was born out of um out of that tradition mm-hmm. and is still uh somewhat active I think it was more so um, after graduation. But, yeah. Um, yeah. People are are still, you know, participating, and, mm-hmm. um, and it was it was great great to have that while I was still at Sloan for sure. Yeah, that's that's great, um, and definitely a lot of our conversation in that chat is you know around music. You know, whether it's the questions of you know. The, the Drake versus Pusha T questions, you know, Jay-Z versus Nas. And, and I know where you stand on a few of these questions, and yeah. I don't agree with a lot of them. But uh, <laughs> if you had to kind of think back to your time at Sloan or even, even the, I mean, I think maybe your post-life after Sloan, mm-hmm. what's a song you think that kind of embodies, you know, the experience for you over the last two years of, you know, leaving MIT and kind of, you know, Gria and, you know, your life kind of rolling on its own thing? Yeah, I'm I'm a big uh, fan of Afrobeats. I think everybody is today. Yeah, before everyone was a fan of Afrobeats. Yeah. Uh, had... Uh, you know, Ghanaian music playing sure. Sunday morning, waking me up um, when I was a kid. So been listening to to Afro beats for, for a long time. But one of my favorite artists is Sarkodie. Cool. I know. Um, okay. From from Ghana. And my favorite song by him is Happy Day. Okay. 
Um, it's about like overcoming challenges and trials and tribulations yeah. and kind of believing that you'll achieve the things that you you want to achieve. That's cool. Um, so, you know, obviously graduating in 2020 was really challenging. Yeah. Um, but I think people in, in my class uh, had perseverance sure. and resilience and many of them continued working on you know, their entrepreneurial projects or pursuing, you know, their career path mm-hmm. uh, and weren't deterred. Um, and I think that song kind of represents that perseverance. Yeah. And, um, it's great to see all the things that, you know, people in my class, people who came before us have accomplished. For sure. Um, and yeah, I think, you know, it's, it's been a challenging time, but at the same time, um, I think, people have kind of risen to the to the challenge in a lot of ways. Yeah, that's, that sounds really good, man. Um, definitely want to say we appreciate your time and it's a busy uh, busy Sunday, so I appreciate you kind of making it down. This was definitely a great chatting up with you today. So thanks for your time, Josh. For sure. Yeah, it's great to be here. And um, hats off to y'all for organizing this series. For sure. It's for great sure. to see that PBSA is in good hands. So. Yeah. Cool. Thanks. Yeah. Special thanks go to MIT Student Life, the Innovation HQ team, and the Voxel Lab, a music and arts innovation makerspace. Podcast intro by the talented Matthew Karen, fellow MIT student. If you found this podcast useful, feel free to share with friends and colleagues connected to the MBA process. Thanks for joining us on the Kickback series this Black History Month. We hope you enjoyed the episodes and final thanks to the full BBSA team and our talented guests. Until next time.